Welcome back to Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Association for Talent Development, Houston Chapter, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, this is Bruce Abbott, Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Houston Chapter. And of course, we've been talking about our 2020 ATD Houston Talent Development Conference and Expo, October 27th and 28th. Part of this conference really surrounds a general theme. Not only are we talking about how great talent development is key to future success, and we're really focusing on mentoring at this conference. What's better than attending conference sessions that share great implemental ideas with you? A conference session that answers your current questions now. You see, in this conference, we've included six mentor sessions, and these mentors will answer your questions about developing and implementing the capabilities of the new ATD capability model to improve your career. Now, here's how you get that mentoring. First, you go to tdhouston.org and register for the ATD Houston 2020 Talent Development Conference. You submit questions to any of the mentors anytime before the conference, and you can start doing that right now. Submitting your questions early gives them time to prepare better answers for your questions, so keep that in mind. Attend the mentor session you've submitted questions for, and if you didn't submit questions, you're still welcome to participate and ask questions during the session as time allows, but submit questions for and attend any or all of the post-conference mentor sessions. We will be sending that out to conference registrants. These mentors have chosen to be available to help you with ideas and actions that you've tried since the conference. Things that you think about while you're there at the conference and you want to put those into action, or maybe you did put those into action, you can follow up and talk to mentors. And it's a great opportunity to influence a session to get exactly what you want. It doesn't get any better than that when it comes to conferences. And speaking of conferences and conference speakers, Manuel Miranda, he's an organizational change and talent development professional with over 20 years of experience, owner and lead consultant of Accendi Learning LLC and managing principal partner of ChangeBridge. He sat down recently with our Scott Engler, our marketing director, to talk a little bit about his upcoming presentation at the conference, discussing how you can assess your organizational culture to produce change. Let's listen in. Welcome, everyone. And... This is Scott Engler here with uh, Association for Talent Development here in Houston. And I have one of our speakers uh, for the co upcoming conference, um, who's actually been a member on and off, I've learned, for almost 30 years now. We have Manuel Miranda, who is the CEO of Ascendi Learning and Managing Principal of ChangeBridge. And so Manuel and I had a really you know, good opportunity to talk a little bit beforehand where I've gotten to learn a lot about his uh, background and just um, just a wealth of information this guy has. So I'm eager uh, to ask him even more questions and uh, eager for you guys that are gonna be listening to what he has to say. So um, yeah, I guess we'll just jump into it. I know you're gonna be speaking more on ChangeBridge and yes. I just want listeners to kind of hear maybe some of the things that you shared with me about Maybe you could talk about some of the tiers or whatever you'd want to mention that you're going to be presenting on here on the 28th, right? This yeah, the 28th at, uh, yeah. at two o'clock. Be there. Two o'clock. Um, <laughs> uh, so the um, the essence of what I'm going to present, um, it probably won't be far fetched from the ideas, but it's something that I think needs to be you know brought to the to the forefront, which is how organizational cultures affects change initiatives, right? Um, you know, we look at organizational cultures 
to help us determine whether um, whether something's going to succeed. Um, you know, not only as as you know as an initiative of change, but from from any other means, uh, digital transformations, uh, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, culture is the essence of how the level of trust that an organization has, the shared values that they have um, across the whole organization. Um, you know, we're looking at it from, from a perspective, not only from the executive level, right? Which is one of the tiers that, that, we, that we try to address. Uh, we also look at it from an operational level, which is your general managers, team leads, that middle management. And then we have a, the, the third, third tier, which we'll call the, the transactional, which are the employees. And we ask the whole organization, you know, what, what do they think? How do they feel? Um, because change is, a, is an action that happens on an, at an individual level. Uh, the amount of trust that somebody, that an individual has within an organization is going to determine how well a change initiative uh, succeeds. Yeah, and let me jump in there with you because what was interesting to me um, that you touched on, I've learned in my own professional experience and working with clients at bigger companies is that, you know, you, you mentioned this even on your bullet points for your presentation is, is checking the boxes of benefits and you can work from home and this, that's not what you're talking about with great culture. And I would completely yeah. agree. And I think, you know, in my opinion, like that's one of the things that I think I'm going to love to hear you speak about, because I've been saying this for years. I'm like, these companies, I don't think should be in the top 100. They just know which boxes to check to be in that. And so, I love, you know, what you were saying just really quick about, no, it's about the trust. And we talked about the, you know, the toxicity and you could have all the boxes checked, but if you don't have that trust and feeling of comfort, and you're still going to respond and react in, in really negative ways that are not going to be good with the company. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So one of the one of the one of the points that we, I would talk about is exactly that is is the misconception of a of a workplace benefit or a workplace perk, and people assume that that's an indication of 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 you know of culture, and it's no. no. It's just a benefit. They're nice. They makes the makes the uh, the the experience of being at work great. Uh, the the you know. Here lately, this this whole thing about remote work has been going on for you know, quite a few years before this current environment that we're in um, was was being promoted quite a bit, right? You know, traffic means to means to an end for for people who you know who could, who can do the job but not necessarily cut, you know come into the office every single day. So people were doing that uh, telecommuting, right? Been going on for quite a while. But um, that being said. That is it's a perk. Not necessarily mean that's part right. of the culture. Well, and to your point, Manny, I won't get too into this, but I work for one of these companies and they had, you know, um, a masseuse that came maybe every, every Friday, every other Friday. They had a gym. They had a pool table. I mean, the facility itself was immaculate. They checked all the boxes. Here's the problem. You can never use that because yeah. they had you on such restrictions. And I, and I swear it actually felt like... It almost felt like hell. I'm going to be very like whatever about it because 
they had all these things and you could never use it. Yeah. I can't explain other than that. And I, and I swear at the end of a workday, you did not want to stay and try to use that stuff. Yeah. That's all well, I can well, say. Well, here's the thing. If, 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 if there was a good culture where there's trust and all that, you, those perks are even more heightened because you feel like, okay, I, I use the perk, whatever, if it was applicable or not. Right. Um, you would use them and you won't feel uh, misplaced. You know, if you're, if you're going into an organization where the culture is, like you said, very toxic, I'm the same way. My, my first attention is, look, I'm done with my job. I'm going home. I'm done. I'm out of here. Uh, it doesn't matter how well the coffee station is. Right. Or, or if they have the best gym on site, if, if, I don't feel like I need to be it anymore. I won't. I'm going home. Whether I, you know, if even if I have a family or not, or whatever the case may be, I won't. Right. I wouldn't do that. And that's that's part of what you know we're looking at uh, that level of trust that is, is instilled in a good organizational culture across the whole culture, across all the teams. That is what makes uh, an initiative of change become easier for most, for the individuals. Because now that trust is, is, allows them to say, oh, okay, so we're gonna go through this. Okay, well, you know what? I, I trust this organization, I know what's going on. I, 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 they tell me, they're transparent, they do all of that. So shifting into that desire to change becomes a hell of a lot easier right. when the organization culture, organizational culture is good and there's trust there. If it's not, it does. It does not matter how quotation mark easy the change is. Mm. If I don't trust you, it's not going to happen. Mm. And as simple as that. I mean, um, and again, but that's all perspective now too, because there will be people in our organization that love being there. Okay. Right. Well, let me ask you a quick question, or sure. maybe, maybe it's not quick, but I don't. And I also don't want to give away too much of your what you're going to be speaking on. But I, my curious mind. You know, you said there's th three tiers. There's the executives, there's the or uh, operational, and the transactional, mm -hmm. correct? Right. Have you found any commonalities of like trust or not trust? You know, like within the tiers. Like, do you know what I'm? Does that question make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, no, they all trust us, and then like the third tier is like we don't trust them at all. Like, is, is there a commonality that you guys see when you look at? Well, it? there's 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 normally it. So what we, we what we have tend to, to, to have seen is that, and it, it all goes back to the transparency and, uh, you know, the communication within the organization. Um, the most common thing we see is that um, the misunderstanding of, of a message. Um, you know, remember the old game that uh, of people relaying messages to each other, and then yeah, once they realize when they get to the end, the message is completely different than what yeah, it started out with. Yeah, I think it's called telephone, right? Yeah, telephone. The game of telephone. Yeah, to go to go through that process. Well, that happens in organizations as well, and oh. it happens. And the more it goes through that process, the more diluted or convoluted that message can become. Um, if it's not clear initially. And it's not, you know, repeatable. Mm -hmm. um, and so at times, um, there's almost a, 
um, I don't want to say a misconception, but a, a, a certain belief that, well, no, everything is fine. Well, no, it's fine for you, but the person at the end of the message, that's not what they got. Even though what you, you know, what is said, because, you know, most times, you know, how leadership goes, that's how the organization goes, right? You kind of, you hear that quite a bit. Um, but at times, even though leadership had the, had the right intention, it is the right message to say, but it could get convoluted on the way down. And all of a sudden, now you have a, a transactional group that just doesn't understand. It's like, does this make sense? It doesn't, mm. doesn't seem right. Da, da, da. And then, you know, somehow in the middle, it got changed. Because maybe somebody else misunderstood or right. they didn't pay attention completely to the message. Um, it, that is what we've seen, I guess, the majority of the time. Um, but that is, you know, that also involves, uh, 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 you know, further uh, disciplines, coaching, you know, you know, getting into and getting into programs and how to communicate and all that kind of stuff. It's all, it's all necessary. What we do is that when we do a, an organizational cultural assessment, we're trying to find out if that is occurring, right? Um, we're looking at where are those common threads of, of missteps or of where, where things are working. Right. So the organizational as assessment that we, we promote in two tries to help us do that. Um, we, we, we love to use the analogy. It's, uh, you know, our cultural assessment is to a change practitioner as lab work and vital readings are to a doctor. I like that. Right. Um, the doctor just doesn't come in and goes, okay, yeah, here, take this medication, you know, you know, take well, an aspirin and call me in the morning. Right. Yeah. They don't, it, it, it was said jokingly, but it's, that's not what we, that's not what we do. You know, they go in and they go, okay, so you, you have pain, right? Okay, well, let's look at that. And obviously, they'll do a series of blood work and then do things because they need to figure out, okay, so what's going on? You know, the pain is the visible part, but what is the real cause of it? Mm. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at organizational assessment is that we're looking at from a change perspective, you know, we look at a series of elements within an organization that we call change elements right. that have a, a series of success factors associated with it. And we determine, okay, so what is working? What is not working? What is the level of trust of that change element within those three tiers? And that's what we do. Yeah, that's great. Um, no, I've, I've loved learning from you and, I, and I'm really looking forward to hearing more. And I, I guess I have one quick question that I kind of want you to plug in whatever sure. you want. But, you know, if I, I'm a business owner, um, I'm an executive or I'm, you know, I manage a lot of people, whatever project manager, mm -hmm. I want to learn the Manny way or the, you know, this way and what, what these tools or assessments do, like, what could I expect to hear about the trust and the values? Like, what could I expect to get from listening to you speak that maybe I could apply moving forward? Is there so what, what, what the expectation is, is, is that, you know, we, we will hopefully shed a light and give you an indication of what your organization is thinking. What's its heartbeat? What is it doing? What, it, what does it think about you and, and not just only hearing what you think about what the organization is? Right. right? Uh, there, there's different perspectives. You know, 
seeing from the top down is a different, is a complete view than looking at it from the bottom up. So um, that is what we bring. And sometimes it's enlightening. Uh, sometimes it's disturbing. Uh, sometimes it's raising an awareness of, right. of oh wow, I I didn't know that what's go that what was going on. Okay, okay. And that's part of being human because and that's part of being human. Uh, yes, because you don't work for the company that you run. Yes, and yeah, it's, and as change practitioners, most thing in the world. Yeah, so so for change practitioners. Where, where a good majority are individual consultants are getting brought in to do, uh, you know, projects, transformation, things like that. Uh, you know, even though organizations are starting to shift and have their own teams of change change practitioners within the organization, right? You know, there, there's more more companies that are doing that, but still, the good majority are coming in as an outside uh, consultant. Right. So you know, we don't have the pulse of what is going on. You know, we know that we're coming in because there is a transformation occurring for whatever it may be, digital, uh, merger and acquisition, right? Product launch, whatever the case may be. Um, but since we're not there, we haven't been there since the beginning, we don't know what, what's going on and, you know, what are the personalities? What, is, what, is the, what are the values? What is, what is the level of trust that's there? Um, so to be able to do a cultural assessment kind it helps us catch up to understand oh okay so now i see what how the organization is it allows me to then better prepare myself as a change practitioner mm. to then produce change not just manage it yeah. but produce it yeah and, and you bring a good point up too because recently i um myself was was with a company you know and reputable one at that and they were one of the most reputable at what they did in the country, you know, as far as like from a franchise standpoint and then COVID happened. And so they're like, how are we going to do all these things in a different way? And it just threw them for such a loop, right? Because they were so used to being successful in this one way. And it's like, well, I put together something, you know, I was like, look, you know, let me help you guys navigate this change because they had veterans 20, 30 years that just, you know, yeah, they couldn't do it. They weren't going to adjust. You could already tell who the people that were, who the people that weren't, people that were more set in their ways that weren't, you know, uh -huh. relationships between the GM and the different managers and their own issues. And it's like, look, like to your point, like we don't know what's going on, but also they don't know what's going on because they've been in the, the in the thick of it for so long. Too. Right. Right. And, and, and at times you have organizations that'll call themselves, well, we're, you know, we're very, you know, we're very resilient. We're very agile. Well, you know, there's a lot of organizations that were calling themselves that before all of this, right? And some have struggled through this because then they realize, no, you know what? No, we're, we're not agile. We're not resilient because, because of what just happened. Right. Which is the, the it's, it's the epitome of, of what, you know, the, the, when people use the, those terms and they, they publish it and they put it out there, um, it sounds nice, but is it true? Well, if you know how, if you know your organization, you know its culture, then you know the ones that do know it can say it with more confidence than the ones that don't. You can you can say I'm agile, I'm agile, I'm agile, and you can say it all you want. Doesn't mean that you are, right? 
and and yeah you have multiple facets because we're not oh yes yes exactly yeah um and and that and that's what you know what we you this process is, is 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 for that is to it's to help raise that awareness you know um for some it could be like i said it could, for some it could be very disturbing it could be it could be shocking for others it could be well okay you know what yeah i had you know there's a little misunderstanding there you know i didn't realize that part okay well you know not necessarily not to say that no harm no foul but now you understand okay there's things to, to work on and more so, you know, most organizations will have some good processes when it comes to it. Okay, uh, good steps, good por- good portions of, of from those elements that we're going to talk about that work. But then there's others that don't, and it's very, it'll be very evident about it. Um, and I'm sorry to interject, Manny, but as far as time, we're just we only got a couple minutes left. Sure. Is there anything you'd want to share um, that you haven't, you know, just for people listening about? Why, why you think it's, why you think they should come here yet? Well, uh, I'm hoping they can come here is because not only can, will I, you know, deliver a message that even though it sounds like common sense, it needs to be, it, a light needs to be shed on it, right? Cause we, you know, we work with, we work in humans, we work, work with people. So it's a human centric type of approach and everything. Um, but it, I'm, I'm also going to be, and I'm not going to spoil it now, I am going to talk about an organization that does have excellent culture and how they succeeded because of that culture and a a big transition that they had to go through. And it's part of the part of the presentation. And I'm going to leave that little teaser there just for just for now, because uh, people will say, well, you know, yeah, sure. It does. You know, it does happen. Well, yeah, but I'm going to talk about an organization that was very successful for a long time. And also they had to go through it. And, uh, like many organizations are out there um, for, for, for a good majority of people, not many follow it, that organization, or may not have been aware that that happened to them. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's, so, like, it's like a marriage, right? You know, it's like, it's constantly changing, evolving. And yep. I love that, that you're going to shed a, you know, a positive example. Cause I try to be the same way. It's like, it's, you know, one thing to hear about the, you know, this is what is wrong and this is what you need to do. But like, please, please give me some hope by showing me like yes. companies that are doing it. And I'm, I'm working on something similar that's I'm not going to get into right now. But, you know, having those things to see, it's like, hey, they struggle too, but here's how they responded differently or here's what they did, you know? They did. So, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and it, it will be about that. It's, it's going to be about how their culture allowed them to make that shift, to make that change. Mm. And they and they and they were successful at the end. They were successful at the end, and they continued nah. on. And you just it, got was me, like, it was like nothing skipped the beat. You just got me like ten times more excited so, personally. Yeah, then that's 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 what we're talking about. And so once again, so um, in the meantime, is there any way that you know anywhere you'd like them, to, people listening, that where they could maybe just learn a little bit more about you? Maybe your LinkedIn or or somewhere where you might be talking a little bit where they could get information beforehand. Yeah, sure. They can so they can follow and and look for information about the uh, about this process um, and what we do. Um, they can go to uh, uh, www.changebridge.co, which is the the, the website for us. Um, there's some some blog articles with some resource material there that talks about cultural assessment and and what we uh, you know what we're doing. Um, you know, there's also a LinkedIn page for us. 
change bridge. Um, that uh, is, is where we, you know, we announced it to, to the, you know, to the LinkedIn world, what we're doing as, as well. Um, it, right now, those are the two, those are the two main areas that we're doing it at along with, you know, you know, doing this, this conference here. Um, you know, we've also been, been, uh, we also participated in the, the ACMP Texas conference that just happened, uh, uh, last month, um, doing this now. And then we have another presentation, um, with them, um, in November, um, and talking about design thinking within change management. So we're doing quite a, quite a few things as far as, you know, giving the change practitioners, um, the talent professionals out there uh, information and, and knowledge and, and awareness of, hey, these are things that are changing within, um, within the business world, right? Well, th well, thank you so much, Manuel. It's been a pleasure having you. I've learned so much. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you. Yep, yep. I'm looking, I'm looking forward uh, and, and excited to, to present to ATD uh, Houston uh, uh, this year. And I'm, I'm hoping this won't be the, the last time I'll be able to do that. I hope not either. All right. Thank you so much again. And thank you for listening to Train to Win. Hey, be sure to visit the website, tdhouston.org. You can find out more about the conference and all the cool things that are happening here at the Houston chapter. You can also go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast to subscribe to this podcast. And hey, maybe even give us a rating on iTunes. You can subscribe and that way you never miss an episode. And if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating. And hey, we'd appreciate if you share us with a colleague or a, a friend or share us on social media. That would be awesome. Train to Win is a production of ATD Houston. This is Bruce Abbott and we will see you next time on Train to Win.